This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. You've tuned in to the fastest growing Star Wars podcast on this side of Moss Eisley. Grab your sunscreen and your blasters. This is the Scarif Podcast. I am the father. What's up, Scuttle Buddies? Thank you again for joining us on another episode of the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. This is Ro from the Scuttlebutt. Uh, I got a special show today. You know, we uh, grow up uh, with certain life experiences, and uh, we tend to share them with our loved ones. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk with a group of uh, guys that uh, are all about sharing experience with their loved ones. Um, we got Victor and Gil from Fandads. And uh, Victor, you and I go way back. Uh, what is it? Uh, 2019 Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. Uh, but uh, Gil, this is the first time that I'm meeting you, but you you are part of the Fandads team. Um, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about what Fandads is and uh, what you guys do? Gil, let's start with you. All right, so what's up, everyone? I'm Gil. Um, fan dads basically started as um, what was the tagline? When fanboys become fan dads, right? So it was uh, we started it almost, I guess, over ten years ago now. Mm-hmm. Victor was. Uh, did you already have your first? It was uh, Sophia already born? No, not yet. She was on the way. She was on the way, and I think we really got more into it when. Um, my first child was on the way, and Victor's going to be, I was going to be kind of his Padawan, so to speak, right? He's going to show me the ways of introducing, like, geekdom and, you know, culture to um, our kids, right? And so we share, at FanDads, we share just, you know, things that we like. If you want to add to that, Victor? Yeah. I'm thinking, um, Gil forgot the, the first and more important part. is like, we met in prison. That's oh, where this whole story <laughs> I'm not trying to tell anybody that. <laughs> That's a secret. Yeah. But no, the thing with Gil and I is like we, we worked together at, at a calendar store. So we were both our managers at a calendar store out in Naperville. And the thing is, is like when you open a calendar store in September. Northbrook. Yeah, Northbrook. There you go. I'm sorry. We're both uh, rusty. <laughs> but when you open a calendar store in September, nobody's coming in to buy anything. It's not usually till like the end of November and December. So all the hours of us just standing there, we were just thinking of things to do. Like, well, let's try it. This is, you know, before YouTube started too, like before YouTube got big. So we're like, you know, let's start YouTube videos. Let's do, you know, game shows. Let's write a comic together. And, you know, all these things kept coming through our heads of things that we should do. And then, yeah, so the, my child was on her way. Uh, and then one morning, Gil just texted me the word fan dads. And I just looked at it and I'm like, Okay, so I text him back. I'm like, well, what's this? And he's like, we should start a, a website about being fanboys, but now being fathers. And then I was like, yeah, you know, that's that's not a bad idea. And then we just started from there. So we just started writing about, you know, the stuff that we love and how we share it with our children. And it's like, it's not like we force it on them. It's just obviously they see it all around us. I mean, you can see from my background. But I mean, you will love this. No, but it's like, you know, and then little by little, like they, you know, start taking it in and then they ask questions about it. And then that's like, you know, okay, well, let me tell you about, you know, Star Wars. Let me tell you about Marvel, you know, and then that's, and then we just share that on the, on our website. 
and a little more is just like as far as what we do on the website. We'll, we'll write articles, we do reviews, um, sometimes unboxings. Um, Pre-pandemic, we used to do like uh, movie screenings, so we could give you know giveaways. We just try to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, the, the uh, pre pre-COVID times, uh, I remember way back then. But uh, you know, uh, growing up in geek culture, it's traditionally frowned upon. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys right off the bat, uh, what was your experience? Were you guys closet nerds? Did you hang out with other nerds, or did you keep it on the down low, as they say? Um, I think I kind of, in grammar school, I think I wore it on my sleeve. Like if people knew what I was into and what I would talk about. Um, I knew like after school, there was a comic book store by my house that we would run straight there after school, like on Wednesdays, I think it was when the new releases would come out. You would and run we would, because the, you would run because the jocks were chasing you? <laughs> no, we would run because <laughs> we wanted to be the first ones there. Ah, I but, see, I see. But, uh, but yeah, we would wait there until they opened up. And then just buy stuff. But I think once I got in high school, I didn't really, well, I guess I kept it in. I was known more as a music nerd because, like, I was always into, like, you know, hip hop or whatever was uh, out there. And I would make tapes for people and sell them. Oh, but I was never really known for, like, like the comic. Like, some some kids knew. Like, some of the, like, like closer friends knew. But, like, for everybody else, I kind of, like, kept the, like, you know, uh, kept it down. How about you, Gil? Kind of the same story, really. Um, I was lucky enough where I grew up, there was a comic book store. I still remember that everybody's comic book store in Devon. And it was literally like around the corner from where I lived. So that was kind of like my big first foray into like, you know, comics and pop culture, things like that. And like Victor, every Wednesday I was there, you know, I had a pull box. Eventually the guy was this older guy that kind of didn't like kids, but I kind of grew on, grew on him, I guess, you know, don't touch it, put it back. If you're going to buy it, you know, kind of stuff. And then after all, we actually, um, kind of, I guess, developed a friendly, you know, relationship of, you know, um, and so I grew up doing that, but just like Victor too, high school started and I kind of like, you know, that went to the back burner, um, played some sports again, did some of the music stuff too, with like Victor DJ and stuff like that. I never DJ, but like, you know, hanging out with DJs and yeah. And then, so I kind of really did even college. I remember the first, well, we haven't gotten there yet, but yeah, college is kind of when I came back to it, I, you know, I got kicked out of NIU for playing too much uh, Magic the Gathering and D&D &D and stuff instead of going to class. So, but yeah, so it's kind of the same story. We're like into it early and then high school, it kind of, I guess, uh, go, goes undercover. It's, you know, we, we have a shared, uh, uh, shared history there, um, but uh, that's pretty funny. So, you know, now... Um, you know, we, we grow up as young men, we like what we like, uh, sometimes we hide it, but, uh, you know, getting into our, you know, older, older ages, you know, we get into college and we start bringing that interest back. What was, was there like one moment in your lives that, uh, kind of reminded you, uh, of your nerd roots or was it something that, uh, that was a gradual thing? You just kind of got back into it. I think for me was when the special releases came out again. Because once those hit out, I remember um, like being there at midnight, you know, lining up three hours early with all my friends so we can get like the best seats. And then just experiencing that again. And, and then thinking to myself, like, why haven't I been watching these all this time? You know, what? Right. Why did I walk away from this? And then just falling back in, in love with them. I mean, not saying that I completely hated them, but it was still like, you know, I would watch them whenever like, Every now and then when they would be on TV and I would have like the VHS tapes so every now and then just pop it in. But it was just like, you know, experiencing it again on the big screen. And then like for me, one of the things that I guess like really like brought me back into it more was like 
when we were younger, like seeing it with my, my parents, like, you know, that was like the whole experience of going together to watch it as a family. But now that I was older, when the re-releases came out, like I would go with just me and my parents, like we'd, we'd set a date. We'd be like, okay, this is, I'm gonna see with my friends this week and I'll go with you guys next week. And then we will go together. And then just having that whole experience again, it made me feel like I was younger again. Like I was that little kid, you know, experiencing it for the first time. But now obviously it's, you know, new scenes and everything. But that, and then that I think pulled me back in, you know? And then from there, I was just like, you know, I want to keep watching these again. I want to keep, you know, I want to dive more. I started, you know, reading the magazines, reading more of the books and just like deep diving into everything that I couldn't get my hands on. That was what, 97, I think? The, yeah. The special editions came out in 97. 90, 90, two, 96, 97? Later, yeah. Then two years later, uh, episode one was in 99. So somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah, because that's what I was going to say, at least for me, the timeline kind of coincided again with high school, right? The first original trilogy, I was a kid, you know, and then when I was in high school, I don't think anything really came out, you know, during those years. And then as soon as I, I graduated in 94, so then after that, then you start seeing like the uh, the Star Wars re-releases and then the prequels and then like even X-Men was what, like 2000, right? The original X-Men movie. So I think that start, started kind of like at the right time for me. So it was a combination of me maybe being more sure of myself or just not caring and you know what people think that group of friends that I had again and just being old enough to start enjoying those things when they came out again. So, you know, uh, your name Fandaz, and obviously you gave us a little history on that, but uh, it's not just Star Wars. Obviously I see the uh, Captain America shield behind you, Gil. And uh, I know Victor, you know, you're into a, a whole bunch of other things. What other things other than Star Wars do you guys like? Where, is it? Where do we, <laughs> how much time do we got? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah Star Wars, uh, Marvel, um, I don't know. I, I'm into like you know like like comic books. Like so like you know, uh, Walking Dead. Um, Deadly Class is one of my favorites. I don't know if you've seen the show or read the comic books. Um, I think one thing that Gil and I now that we're older, um, we're, we're getting more into like like beer. <laughs> so we're like collecting beers too. Um, yeah, cheers. Um, but yeah, I mean there there's just a, I don't know. It's, I'm like looking around. I'm like there's like a, so much stuff around here right now. It's just, but yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah, like me, I'm, I'm definitely into the comics, more Marvel than DC, but it's, you know, I'll, I'll read everything independence. Like you said, Walking Dead. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, I got into the Funko a little bit, but just like, you know, all kind of toy collecting, just, you run out of room, you run out of money, you kind of start having to focus on things. And like Victor said, I'm kind of really getting into craft beer now. So that's like another, you know, nerd them, I guess, or geek them. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm a lot like from, a you know, being a kid, that first comic book story again. Um, it was all like Marvel, your Spider-Man, Captain America, you know, Wolverine, X-Men, Punisher. I'm a big Punisher guy. Probably shouldn't have been reading Punisher when I was little, but it's one of the things I got into with the, you know, the older guy at the comic book store. But yeah, it's, and then movies. I'm a kind of film geek too. Um, 90s, I think were, like I worked for Blockbuster for a while and that got me into like independent movies. So, you know, I'm a big Tarantino fan, John Woo, Kevin Smith. Um, just so a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's cool. Um, let me ask you guys this because I know, you know, when somebody mentions the word geek or nerd, you know, it's, it's usually tied with, uh, you know, science fiction or fantasy and, and things like that. And obviously those things are very, uh, it's, it's true where we like Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, Stargate, any other star word that is out there. Uh, but, um, 
what do you think that draws us to that that aspect of of sci-fi what uh we did an episode a while back with uh our our friends pizza and parsec where we kind of um examined uh the role in sci-fi in society but let me ask you guys this what do you think the message of most sci-fi and fantasy properties is that kind of you know attracts us i think like the diversity of it and like the the sense of belonging um like like we said like i guess like for some reason like we hit it in high school because we wanted to i guess reinvent ourselves while we're there you know or you know get along with more people but when you watch something like this, I mean, you know, not everyone's the same color and the same species. It's like so many different, you know, beings and everyone gets along. I mean, that's one of the things that, you know, about Star Trek that, you know, a lot of people love about is that, you know, just look at the the bridge, you know, all the different nationalities and the different races on there. Um, and it's just, I guess, just that, that, that belonging. Cause I mean, there's been, you know, not to like bring things down, but there's been times, you know, where I felt like I didn't get along with anyone and I would just go in my room and start reading a comic book or something and just get lost in that world. And then that's what, you know, I think a lot of us probably had that same, you know, went through those same things. Like, you know, we want to be out hanging out with the popular kids, but we don't want to do what they're doing. We want to do what we want to do. And then we have these books and these movies that, you know, just say, hey, it's okay being yourself. You know, there's other people out there that are going to get you and understand you. But, you know, you don't have to become somebody different than who you already are. Yeah, and I, I agree. That's pretty much your know, diversity, inclusion. And I know, you know, some might say there's like buzzwords or whatever now, PC stuff. But I mean, it's true. I would add to it that it's also like, you know, hero's journey type of stuff and where the everyman can become somebody, right? So like you're sitting at home and I mean, again, I'm going back to Marvel, not necessarily sci-fi, but you're Peter Parker, right? Everything sucks for him. You know, he's like the nerdy kid, you know, he gets his, you know, he's, he, his parents are dead. His uncle, like he's got all these problems that like a lot of people could have and somehow finds a way to overcome, you know, Luke Skywalker, nobody. Right. But then it becomes his destiny to be, you know, to balance the force or whatnot. So I think it's also a lot of it is that, you know, you can be special. Anybody can be special, right? Anybody can take that hero's journey. Even the broom boy, even the broom boy. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously, you know, the word dad is in your name, fan dads, we all have kids. Um, are there lessons, we touched a little bit about this, but are there lessons really that we kind of take to heart um, that we kind of instill in our kids other than just saying, hey, check this out, it's a spaceship and it's really cool. But are, are there lessons in sci-fi that we can kind of, uh, you know, instill in our children? There are, like, again, I, you know, not to... Go back to the same old thing, but yeah, like anybody can be a hero, right? Um, my kids have not, you know, they've dabbled a lot in the original trilogy, but they got to see all the newer ones, right? So Ray obviously was a really cool um character for them to relate to to see. One of my kids really like Kylo Ren. I don't know what that means, but I mean just the redemption story at the end, you know. So again, that like you know, anybody can you can overcome great odds, you can overcome adversity. I think that's a good one across comics, stories, sci-fi you know, a lot of uh, media in general, right, that you can overcome adversity. Um, another big one for us in our family was Captain Marvel, right? And especially, I have two daughters, so for them, one of them, they were just going nuts at the theater. They loved it, right? They love Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel Funko, so um, it's that's what's really nice about, like, had we had our kids maybe 20 years ago, right? I don't know if they'd have all these um, characters and stories that they could relate to right your captain marvels your miss marvel your um 
Miles Morales, right? There's a lot more inclusion, a lot more diversity. So I think that's a real nice. And again, even the, you know, the, the uh, sequels, right? Ray, you know? So I think that it's a good time for them to grow up like in this culture. That's funny because uh, I just had one in my head. No, um, the Yoda always comes to mind. The do or do not. There is no try. You do nothing that I say. Master, moving stones around is one thing. This is totally different. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. Like if it, I do a lot of like obstacle course races, and I get my kids to do them. Oh, not get them, but they, they want to do them too. You get them to do. Uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna run this, but but I, but the thing is, like you know, I you know obviously I can't just let them run by themselves. Like the parents run with them to you know to motivate them and to take pictures. Uh, but while I'm running them, like you know, that, you know, like my daughter thinks she can't do, I'm like, you know, I'm there to just to let her know, like to cheer her on. Like, oh, you can do this. It's, it's you know, no, you know, you can do it, no problem. Um, and then obviously when they finish and get that medal around their neck, you know, they get that feeling of accomplishment. Uh, so I always like, you know, I always tell them that, you know, do you know, do whatever you, you know, you can do whatever you want as long as you put your mind to it. And that that brings us to like another sci-fi series, like you know, Back to the Future, you know. Uh, um, and that's another one. That, and, and it's funny too, because I actually did write um, a post a while back about like all these like quotes that, you know, that I see myself telling my kids over and over from different movies, you know, like from Toy Story, uh, Back to the Future, Star Wars, you know, there's like little things that I'll tell them. It's like, you know, you can do this. It, 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 as long as you put your mind to it, you know, anything can happen. And again, going back to the Back to the Future one, but I mean, with, Star Wars, we saw that for Yoda. Look how small he is. But yeah, he was able to lift the X-Wing up with no issue. Um, Star Trek, you have like the diversity. You know, again, that's another one. You know, love everyone around you. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, how they look. Everyone has something to to um, to add to the table. Um, actually, that's like, um, I, I, we actually got a shirt from our company that says that, you know, everyone belongs at the table, which is pretty awesome uh, thing to say right now. Uh, but it's like, you know, uh, on my arm, I mean, I have a tattoo that says I am someone, I have meaning. And I tell them that too. I'm like, you know, you're here for a purpose. You're here for a reason. And then when we watch these movies, it's like, you know, this is what I was telling you about. You know, this is, this is what I was talking about. This is, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, whatever we watch, we all try to find a way. Because like, I also I used to teach also. like you know, So, you know, we're always finding that lesson in what we watch and try to incorporate it into like everyday life. Like they, they always call it like that teaching moment. Yeah, teachable yeah. moment. Yeah. So as long as you have the midichlorians, if you have high enough level of midichlorians, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. Hidden, safe, the children must be kept. We must take them somewhere where the Sith will not sense their presence. Mm. Split up, they should be. My wife and I will take the girl. We've always talked of adopting a baby girl. She will be loved with us. And what of the boy? To Tatooine. Do his family send him? I will take the child and watch over him. You know, I, I mentioned early on that, uh, you know, being a geek, being a nerd was kind of frowned upon. But it seems like nowadays, especially uh, recent in recent times, it's kind of trendy to be part of this uh, you know, subculture. It's kind of trendy to uh, call yourself a geek. 
Uh, there's a lot obviously out there with the advent of uh, Disney owning a lot of the IPs. We've got a lot of things that are coming out, obviously Star Wars and Marvel. But um, what do you guys think? Uh, you know, we were trendy before it was trendy to be trendy. So what, what do you guys think about that? I think it's great. Like I said, I think it's a great time. I think it's it's great for, for my kids, right? You know, not that, you know, that they should be ashamed of, but like they don't have any worries. Like their kids, I mean, so talk about gaming. If we're talking about gaming too, gaming was like a big kind of nerdy thing to do right back in the day. And now that's all kids do. Like they're playing this Among Us game. They're playing Minecraft. They're playing Roblox. So I think there's so much going on that it's positive about it. Like, especially now, if we didn't have a lot of these things during the pandemic, right, where my kids can't see their friends, right? So, but they can talk to them on chat, they can do it. And I remember I was doing those, you know, in, at Northern, I was doing those old chats, like, you know, with the IRC or whatever, the whole long, like, so it's come so much, you know, it's it's gone, come so far. And it's like part of every day now, right? They pick up a phone, they can text their friends, they can do, um, like, you know, um, look at them on the phone. What's that? Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Like, yeah, FaceTime or Duo, Google Duo, whatever, Jesus. But like, look, that's the kind of stuff that we were, you know, doing like in Star Trek and like, you know, things back in the day. Like, ooh, you're gonna be able to talk to people via, now, you know, wrists, hey, yeah, exa yeah, what's going on? yeah you exactly. Know? Or oh, little kit, right? I, I just saw that the other day that uh, Hasselhoff is auctioning off his kit. And uh, think about it. Now you have Teslas that can do all that stuff, right? Well, not all of it. I don't think Tesla can, you know, turbo jump yet, but he's getting there. It's the Jetsons. <laughs> there, yeah. We're living the Jetsons lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there, yeah, there is a lot coming out that's kind of great. I mean, it's you know, going like what Obi Wan said. You know, the Force will be with you always, and it's everything that I guess that we wanted as a kid. We're seeing now, and we're kind of getting, which is kind of cool. But I mean, think about what's going to happen fifteen, twenty years from now. And I mean, are these stories are still going to be as relevant as they are now? And they're probably going to be growing too. Um, yeah, I'm just. I don't know. I'm excited. I don't know what else well, to say. I mean, it, it is interesting because, you know, obviously Star Wars came out in 1977. We've been talking about this movie for, you know, 40 plus years. It's uh, it's something that has um, has survived the test of time. And I think it's a credit to George Lucas to kind of tap in to that initial, you know, psyche of, of what the human condition is um gil you mentioned it the the hero's journey i mean there's something there you know we all know that he was uh, a, a a student of anthropology and human studies and and etc cetera, etc cetera, joseph campbell um but it definitely is something that i think you know another 40 plus years from now we're still going to be talking about the saga and maybe not you know star wars uh, a new hope or star wars as it was first <laughs> known uh, hmm. by by us older guys um, but it, uh, I think if, if Disney continues to steward that, that main message, I, I think it'll be here for a really long time. Yeah. I really think it's, you know, becoming our, I guess our modern day, like mythology, right. It's becoming our, our Zeus and our, you know, and that's, Aries exactly, and that's exactly what George Lucas wanted to accomplish. Uh -huh. I mean, in the time of, uh, you know, Vietnam and, and Watergate and all that stuff, there was nothing really to look forward to for young kids. And here we are. Yeah, and it's, um, yeah, like you're saying, I mean, this is something that, you know, I mean, there are, there are like uh, like college courses about Star Wars. I mean, I have a professor from uh, from Northeastern where I went to, and he had a course, I think last year or a semester ago about like the politics in Star Wars. 
Um, so it's like, it's going to be something that's going to always be, you know, disconstructed and re-put together and people are going to try to find different ways to, to see what's actually going on in there. But as the years go on and like I said, with all these new stories, I mean, there's, you know, all the new TV shows coming out, all the new movies coming out, like the offshoots of movies, like the, the, the Rogue Squadron and like Rogue One and stuff like that, that tell like different sides of the, this galaxy. Um, it's just going to be, you know, one of those things that, you know, that our kids' kids are going to be, you know, that's what great, great grandfather, you know, used to tell us about or, you know, wrote about back in them days. And it's just going to be, you know, I wish that, you know, we could be around to see where this leads to, how, how it finally ends, if it ever ends. But it's just something that's, you know, it's kind of cool to think that, you know, we were there at the beginning of it from seeing the original ones and to where it is now and like how it's progressed and how we could still relate to it, even though, you know, people don't like certain aspects of them, but we could still kind of relate or, or in, see ourselves in those movies. So much for Star Wars fatigue, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Take off that mask. You don't need it. What do you think you'll see if I do? The face of my son. But, uh, you know, getting back to uh, our notion of fathers, I mean, I know we're proud of our kids, of course. There are moments uh, when they may have picked up a lightsaber or opened up a comic book, and we felt so proud inside. Uh has been has there been a moment like that for you guys in your kids so So, something something that made you say yeah it's just me so this is kind of weird because it was definitely a moment like this for me but it was just like well i'll just say so we've i've watched like most mcu movies with my kids so we've watched all of them but for some reason my daughter ruby my youngest took a strong liking to dr strange and Doctor Strange hasn't been one of my favorite. Like she even cosplayed as him at C2E2 last year, I think, or the year before. And like he's, I've liked him, but he's never been one of my favorites. I'm more of a you know Deadpool, Wolverine, Punisher guy, Spider Man. But she just loves Doctor Strange, and she's always like she wanted to cosplay him. She like will we'll read those five minute, you know, those books for the children, the the five minute Marvel stories. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the the ways that I kind of snuck you know my uh, stuff into them because. Um, when they were bedtime stories when they were kids, I would read them those little Marvel ones in the little golden book Marvel. But anyway, back to it, she like just can't get enough of Doctor Strange when he pops up in the other movies. And like now that the new ones are gonna have, you know, the um he's gonna be in it with the Spider-Man and his movie, she can't wait for it. So to me, that was like yeah, that was that moment for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. For me, it kind of actually does involve Marvel movies too. Um every now and then, like years ago, we would get like these emails about like these surveys. Like, you know, oh, come downtown and take a survey, you know, like, you know, you'll get paid this much. Uh, and it was all like for like Happy Meals and stuff. So I remember one year uh, I went with my daughter and it was like freezing outside. I mean, it was like, I don't know, below something degrees. So we're walking from the train to the building and I have her covered up and I'm covered up and I'm telling her, yeah, keep yourself covered because it's cold. And this lady walked by and her face was like red, like, you know, like the, like, re- like, a, like a stop sign. And then my daughter just looked at me and she's like, that lady looked like the Red Skull from Captain America. And I was just like, thank you. you know, and it was like the funniest moment. But I, I was going to think, like, you know, and then like we just walked in and I was just like had that in my head. I'm like, oh, man, that was just, yes. That is hilarious. Yeah, there's just kiss. Yeah. Exactly. That's fantastic. So uh, did any uh, any of you guys name your kids after a, uh, a sci-fi fantasy or comic book hero? 
I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I wanted to. No, but actually, my son's middle name is on one of my favorite books. Um, to kill a mockingbird. I like. I do a blank. It's not your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, his middle name is after the Atticus Finch. So I got, that was like a name I was I was fighting for, and then like when we had a boy. My oldest is named Serafina, and truthfully, she's named after my grandmother. But I like to think that I, her middle name is Grace. So we threw in like Sarah. Sarah Angel is one of like a, a Magic the Gathering card, one of my favorite cards. And then I like to think that Grace is for Mark Grace, right? Another fandom Cubs, but yeah, not not really, not overtly. <laughs> if, if I had a boy, I was gonna go go down swinging, no matter what. His name was gonna be Logan. Oh, no yeah, matter what, go. it was going to be Logan. Middle yeah. name, some kind of name, it was going to be Logan. I, I, I'd give whatever I'd have to give. Nobody nobody would mess with him. <laughs> that was going to be his name. But I'm kind of glad now because I know so many Logans now that are my oh, kid's age. Funny. There's like like every, you know, Logan and what's the other one that I see everywhere? Bella. Isabella and Bella. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. <laughs> That's too funny. I have a friend who, who kind of snuck it in. His wife wasn't really sure, but he snuck it in. Uh, little daughter's name is Galilea, but they call her Leia for short. <laughs> and you know, once once mom signed the birth certificate, it was too late. There you go. You can't take it back. Can't take it back. Awesome. Hello there, guys. Any closing thoughts on being fan dads? What uh, what do you guys uh, expect for the future of fanatical fathers? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say just embrace it. You know, just embrace your fandom, you know, don't, if your kid doesn't like what you like, that's fine. They're going to probably pick something else that it's probably in that same realm. Um, my kids are not um, really into the comics, but they do love like the Marvel movies. So that's still like, you know, it kind of balances out because there'll be, there'll be things in the movies that they wouldn't understand or don't know. And they'll ask me and I'm like, well, there's a, a graphic novel that could explain that for you, you know? <laughs> and then there we go. You get them into reading the comics. Um, but yeah, I think you know, just don't force them into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a, a, like a, that 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 Jedi mind trick of reeling them in without letting them know they're being real sure. there. What's that hidden curriculum, right? Just yeah, hiding in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think what I'd like, like I would say, is guess like anything you do with passion or that you're passionate about, like it's going to rub off. Like if you try to teach with passion, I, mean, I also coach like their softball team, so I, I try to do a little of everything with it, and I try to do things that. I might not particularly like, and it might not be my favorite, but I still do them because you know how there's those sports dads. If we were talking about sports, there's those sports that they try to push their kid. Like I played football. You're going to play football. I played baseball, but um, I guess I'm fortunate in that I'm like a lot of things where, you know, Hey, if they go into, you know, ballet or dance or tap, cool. You know, they like uh, Hamilton. Everyone loves Hamilton. They do that. So cool. They come back to the, you know, video games and the comics, the movies cool just whatever you do like you do it passionately but also just support your kids right whatever they like yeah do it passionately you support them and you know it'll it'll work out super dads or fan dads that's uh that's awesome Hey, Scuttle Buddies, Ro here. I just want to say a heartfelt thank you to our patrons, wonderful folks who have found it in their hearts to support what we do. We're lucky to have you. Folks like Amanda, Jedi Caligula 89, Joey Rosales, the Salty Crew at Salty Nerd Podcast, Alex and Matt, super fan of all pods on the Red 5 Network, Nicholas Schaefer, big thanks, Nick, Chad at Hyperspace and Holocrons, and Jay from Florida. 
If you want to be even more involved in the scare of Scuttlebutt community and feel like becoming a patron, we'd really appreciate it. Head over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. And until next time, remember, it's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. Guys, thank you very much for joining me. This was a great discussion. I want to <laughs> let everybody uh, know where they can find you. Uh, give us a little uh, give us a little uh, web address or, or what's uh, the website and where can people find you? Yeah, we're just uh, basically fan dads on everything, on Twitter, Instagram. We have a TikTok that we're still trying to figure out how to work. Uh, <laughs> YouTube, uh, Facebook, yeah, just fan dads. Search fan dads and we'll pop up. We're always like the first ones that come up. www.fandads.com. Excellent, excellent. Thank you very much, guys. This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, giving you another treat, another wonderful interview with some awesome people. That's my story, and that's the Scuttlebutt. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to red5network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. <laughs>